When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Uh, Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. He's doing podcasts, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. They're everywhere. Uh, all right, let's go to Jonathan Mingo. Now, Mingo had a nice career at Ole Miss. He looks unbelievable on the field as far as physically. What do you see in Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver from Ole Miss, as a prospect? Yeah, so he's a fascinating prospect right now, too. So we ranked uh, our receivers on our podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, and I, I'll, I'll be honest, I think I was a little bit low on Mingo. I'm going to go back and, and rewatch a little bit. My podcast partner, Sam, absolutely loved him. He put him at number eight on his wide receiver rankings, but he was talking to me out there. He's like, wait a second. I actually want to put him at three or four. You know, he's like, I actually like him more than, than Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. And, and he even compared Mingo to uh, Quentin Johnston, who's getting, you know, the first round hype out of TCU. Uh, you know, my buddy Sam doesn't love Quentin Johnston from TCU. And he's like, I'd rather have Mingo, you know, in the second, right, with, with you know, a little, little bit later in the draft. And then we had uh, Senior Bowl Director Jim Nagy on our podcast yesterday who said people are sleeping on Mingo. He's the guy that wide receiver coaches around the league are really high on that maybe the draft media hasn't caught up to yet. And, you know, for me, I think a big part of it is the good receivers in this class are all pretty small, right? You have a lot of good receivers. Dave Flowers from Boston College, Josh Downs from UNC, Tank Dell from Houston. You have all these undersized type of receivers and I've talked to a lot of people around the league who are like, man, I, I don't love any of these receivers. But I think if you're looking for a, a big, fast receiver, there's not a lot of options in the draft. But Jonathan Mingo is one of them. He's big. He's fast. It showed up on the field at the Senior Bowl when he had those one-on-ones against other good corners. Um, it shows up in some of our metrics where we track game speed. You know, Mingo's got maybe the best game speed of any receiver in this class. From what we've saw, from what we've seen over the last couple of years, so I, I think he's a you know it, calling a guy a riser is really just hey the draft media is catching up to what the NFL thinks. But I think Mingo is start, I'm starting to believe he's going to hear his name called in the second, and that there's going to be some teams 
you know, maybe looking at him in the 40s or 50s thinking, hey, this is the guy that we really want. This is the big outside receiver that we want. Um, the production's up and down, but the on-field, you know, size, movement, you know, things that you mentioned, all of that stuff stands out in this class of really small, slight wide receivers where I think Mingo, uh, you know, stands out as just a different type of option. Well, that's awesome. Good for him if he can, you know, maybe he can, maybe he is and will continue to see a bump and, and rise up the boards. It's, that's interesting what you just laid out for us, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, because uh, I see everything that you're talking about, right? Physically gifted, strong, fast, uh, all that. And it also the, the, the fact that so many of these wide receivers are small in stature uh, this particular year but I thought he had an underwhelming career, for the most part, yeah. at Ole Miss. So that's 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 interesting that that he's got the buzz now. When I thought, you know, he was solid to pretty good, but nothing nothing special in the SEC the last four years. Yeah, I mean, so I think when, when I look at a guy like Mingo, you know, you watch his film, you've got that he's got that crazy one-handed catch. I think it was against Central Arkansas. A uh, crazy one-handed catch down the field. And then you have these other routes that are a little underwhelming. Uh, Brian Branch from Alabama made a great play on him on a two-way go. He should have that advantage against a guy like Branch, an undersized nickel. But um, with Mingo, I think with, with the NFL's looking at it, if, if the long speed plays, right, you see a guy like Marquez Valdez-Scantling for Kansas City last year. Yeah. He's their third or fourth option, but he's just the same thing he did at Green Bay which was take the top off the defense, run deep over routes, run go routes, run post routes. And even if the production's not off the charts, you're drawing defenders, and every now and again you're getting behind the defense creating big plays. I think you could see teams maybe looking at Jonathan Mingo like that. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be our deep threat. He's going to be our, our gravity guy, right? Full safeties and corners his way. Um, even if he's not as polished as a route runner and the production won't be high, hey, we expect this guy to average 16, 17 yards per catch in DRD threat. So I think that's where teams might be looking at Mingo, even though there's there's definitely parts of his game that could be better. Okay, that makes that makes sense with where we are in the NFL today as a third or four option, fourth option with what he can do down the field and stretching the defense. Okay, that, that makes sense. This will be, you know, will he – Will he go in the first three rounds? If he does, will he become a pretty productive NFL player after a nice career, but one that I think people thought he would do a lot more in Oxford, especially with the success that they've had at at wide receiver the last 15 years? 